Coming to you from beautiful Northern California, this is the Healthy Feminist Podcast with Kirsten Deese. Kirsten has a master's in social work from Boston University and is a certified life and health coach through the Life Coach School. She combines cutting-edge nutrition strategies, cognitive-based psychology, and coaching to help progressive women feel healthy, strong, and energized so they can focus more on what really matters in life, like equal pay for starters. Now here's your host, Kirsten Deese. Hello, hello everyone, and welcome to episode eight of the Healthy Feminist Podcast. I am delighted to be chatting with all of you today. I hope that you are doing well and enjoying the start of spring, even though I know a lot of places it's still pretty cold, doesn't look like spring yet, that you're adjusting well to daylight savings. And I know a lot of kids are heading back to school, so if you are in that boat, I wanna give you a virtual high five. And if your kids are not headed back to school, I want to give you a virtual hug, okay? All right, so before we dive in, I want to quickly chat about the recipe of the week, which this week is actually a great one for your kids. Um, It's the fluffy peanut butter oatmeal chocolate chip muffins. And for anyone who knows me, you know that I am 110% making these in the mini muffin tin because they're just the perfect snack size. So these banana, these these muffins do have bananas in them, (laughs) but... um, They are gluten-free, vegan, they don't have any refined sugar, no oil, no eggs, no butter. They are seriously so good. They're made with bananas and oats and maple syrup, peanut butter, a lot of good stuff. So head on over to the blog to check this recipe out. I will also link it in the show notes, but this muffin recipe is just like a huge crowd pleaser at my house. I love giving it to my kids because I know it's made with like really healthy, wholesome ingredients, lots of healthy carbs, fat, and protein. So go check that out and you will not be sad if you make this muffin recipe, I promise. All right, next I wanna go over the review of the week. So Tracy Bianco left this review on iTunes and she said, more please. Such informative information shared in an easy to understand way. So good. So for those of you who know, Leaving a review on iTunes helps me get this podcast into the hands and ears of more people. It's not about boosting my ego. It's really about getting this information out there and how iTunes rates the podcast. So if you would be so kind, if you have gotten value out of this podcast, please head on over there and leave me a review. I would be super grateful. All right, so today we're gonna talk about 10 scientifically backed ways that you can naturally increase your metabolism, all right? There is so much talk in the diet industry about teas, pills, wraps, shakes, right? If you just go online and Google weight loss, like the first 10 things are gonna be total garbage, right? And what I wanna offer you today is the idea that all of this stuff is terrible, which you probably already knew. And if you wanna feel healthy, lean and less bloated, you actually have to put in the work. There's no magic pill for hard work. But I also wanna say that all these gimmicky diet plans, they just prey on women and young women, right? Think teenagers, college women, who are feeling insecure about their bodies and they're kind of desperate for results, right? And here at The Healthy Feminist, we do not want people to feel desperate or out of control, okay? We want people to feel empowered and confident when it comes to understanding how to fuel your body, 
how to increase your metabolism, how to boost your energy, and might I add, increase your lifespan, because all those spammy diets are never going to support your long-term health and longevity, okay? So let's dive in. There are a lot of ways to actually naturally increase your metabolism. Some of them are even more effective than the ones I'm gonna describe here today on this podcast, but the tips I'm sharing with you today are easy to implement. And that is what I wanna focus on today. I want to give you actionable steps so that when this podcast is over, you can actually put them into practice. So many times we want to overcomplicate health and wellness and it is no surprise why. Have you ever been on the internet or to a health sec- the health section of a bookstore? There is so much information out there. And honestly, so much of it is conflicting, right? It's like high carb, low carb, high fat, low fat. Fruit is horrible and you should never eat it. Fruit is nature's candy and perfect for the human body. You should never snack. You should eat six mini meals a day and on and on and on and on, right? It's like just one look into the research and you're like, I already feel overwhelmed. I do not know what to do. I do not know the best path forward. And so what this does is it really puts us in analysis paralysis, right? You're like, okay, well now I need to do a deep dive on all of these claims. Like what's the best path? What's the best research? What's the best data? Like how do I know what's right for me? And I don't want anyone listening to this podcast to feel like they need to do that or they need to create like a perfect plan in their mind that's never executed, right? Like what good is that? I know we all do that. Like we have those perfect plans of how we're gonna do X, Y, Z. But we can't live up to that plan, so we never put it into action. I want you to take action on your goals so that you can have the health and energy you want so you can focus on everything else important in your life, right? I know that there are a lot of people who are currently trying to lose weight, who have tried to lose weight in the past by eating a really low calorie diet. I want you to think like 1,200 calories, 1,000 calories, 800 calories. Honestly, I hear these strategies recommended all the time. And there are a lot of problems with these low calorie diets, but one of the main problems is that eating such a low calorie diet, your body's going to adjust to the amount of food it's getting, to the amount of energy it's getting, and then it's gonna lower your metabolism to match the amount of food you're giving it. Basically, your body's like, okay, this is the energy input we're getting, so this is how we need to maximize the use of this energy to get us through the day and do everything we need to do. So then when you go to increase your food intake, right? Because eating a thousand calories a day is not sustainable. You're going to quickly gain weight. Does this sound familiar? If this happens to you, I want you to know that it just means that you have a slow metabolism. You're not broken. Nothing's wrong. You haven't failed. You have a slow metabolism. And I want to help you increase that metabolism, okay? And so I want you to think like if you go on vacation for a few days and like you totally eat off track the whole time and you come home really like puffy, bloated, your pants are really tight. This is a key sign that your metabolism is slow. But the good news is that through these 10 tips, you can start to increase your metabolism and all the other good stuff that comes with that, right? Like more energy, better gut health, improved sleep, clearer skin, and less brain fog. Okay, so tip number one, make sure that you are doing a minimum of a 12-12 overnight fast, okay? So that's a 12-hour eating window and a 12-hour overnight fasting window. And I would say that 99% of the population should be doing at least a 12-12 fast. 
And all that really means is that you're cutting out evening eating, okay? So think like seven to seven, eight to eight, nine to nine. You get to decide what your 12-12 eating and fasting window is and you can move it around day to day so that it works with your schedule. It does not have to be set in stone, right? So the other thing is that when you are eating in the evening, let's be honest with all ourselves, you're rarely eating for fuel. You're rarely eating because you're actually hungry. Am I right or am I right? Are you eating a big salad or salmon with roasted veggies at 10 p.m.? No. You're probably eating cookies, ice cream, popcorn, right? Evening eating is typically emotional eating or just a really well ingrained habit, okay? You've been doing it for a long time, you're used to it, or you're just dealing with an emotion, whether that's like stress, sadness, overwhelm, or maybe you're just bored, right? Like boredom is an emotion, it's a feeling. Okay, so either way, it isn't serving you, right? Evening eating is not serving you and it is slowing down your your metabolism. Digesting food is actually very taxing on your body and it takes much, much longer, usually like eight plus hours longer than it does to consume the food, right? Like how long does it take you to eat dinner? 20 minutes and then you're digesting that food for hours. But by implementing a 12-12 overnight fast, you're giving your body a break so that you can put yourself in complete digestive rest and so that you can tap into autophagy, which is the body's natural deep cleaning process that has been shown to prevent diseases like cancer and Parkinson's, okay? So if you're not already doing a 12-12 overnight fast, this is one of the easiest things you can do for your health, and you can start today, you can start tonight. What time did you start eating this morning and just stop 12 hours later, okay? All right, tip number two, make sure you're eating seven to nine servings of fruits and veggies a day. Fruits and veggies are going to give you a ton of fiber in your diet, which will really help keep things moving. And everyone likes to keep things moving, if you get what I mean. It provides a lot of micronutrients, right? So like calcium, calcium. (laughs) I just said that. Sorry. Um, Folate, magnesium, right? Like think about all these micronutrients your body actually needs to function and then tons of antioxidants. And also it's gonna help balance your gut microbiome, okay? Which accounts for 70% of your immune system and up to 90% of your serotonin production, that feel good hormone, okay? So if you find it hard to get seven to nine servings of fruit and veggies in a day, you are not alone. Honestly, I think it's hard to get seven to nine servings of fruit and veggies a day. And that is one of the reasons I'm actually such a big fan of smoothies, okay? You can fit so many fruits and veggies into a smoothie that if you just like cut those all up and put on a plate, they'd be much harder to consume. And that is one of the reasons I created my free, easy, healthy, and delicious smoothie guide, which has over 20 recipes. So if you want that guide, you can get it today. I'll put the link in the show notes and you can have that delivered right to your inbox and you can start making more smoothies that really help boost your fruit and veggie intake. All right, tip number three is balance your gut microbiome. And what I wanna say is that your gut microbiome can help your body burn more fat without trying. The bacteria in your gut will either help you burn more fat or it will help you keep your fat stores on your body. Every single tip I'm providing today will help you burn more fat and balance your gut microbiome. So implement all these tips, but also I'm going to be going on another podcast soon and doing kind of a deep dive 
on how to balance your gut microbiome. So stay tuned for that podcast episode. All right, tip number four is add interval training or HIT training, high intensity interval training into your exercise routine, okay? This will allow you to use shorter blasts of exercise so you can have a more effective workout and burn more fat and really speed up your metabolism, all right? The number one excuse people have for not exercising is that they don't have enough time. And if you kind of have that outdated model in your mind that you need to exercise for an hour a day for five, six, seven days a week to really see results, I would agree with you. You absolutely do not have the time. Who has time for that? However, if you can get in a great workout in 15, 20, 30 minutes, which you absolutely can with interval training, you can absolutely find the time before work, your lunch break, after work, right? All of my workouts, I personally only work out 20 to 30 minutes max, and I love interval training, or honestly, I should say I have a love-hate relationship with interval training. I love that it's done so quickly. I love that a lot of times it doesn't even use any equipment, but I love-hate how hard it is. Those workouts are hard, and even if you have been consistently exercising for years, which I have been, I promise that five minutes in, you're gonna be huffing and puffing. I'm basically like, how my thought is always like how come i'm not better at this but if you're exercising you want it to be hard you want to be pushing yourself you want to be a little bit outside your comfort zone because that is going to be helping you build muscle increase your cardio performance increase your metabolism right if it's easy you're not really getting in a good workout okay so in the healthy feminist course i provide five new workouts every week for the six-week program, and two of those five workouts are interval training. So you can get those workouts in the course, but you can also find free interval workouts anywhere. YouTube, Instagram, Pinterest, there are no, there's no shortage of free workout programs. So if you want to find one, just look online. And the thing is, if you cannot find 20 minutes to work out today, you do not have a time problem. You have a mindset problem, okay? And I'm not gonna talk about mindset today when it comes to working out, but I will on a future podcast, so stay tuned for that. All right, tip number five. This is a fun one because I think people don't know about this one and they don't really think about this one, but adding hot spices to your diet, okay? This is gonna increase your metabolism because this creates a thermogenic effect in your body. And all that means is that those spices create a natural warming effect in the body that raises your baseline metabolic rate, okay? So a lot of these spices are really common. They don't have to be really unique and obscure spices you've never heard to heard of that you have to order at like a special store. They're really common ones like cinnamon, turmeric, cayenne pepper, black pepper, cumin, ginger, and chili pepper, okay? I seriously add cinnamon to everything possible. Coffee, smoothies, pancakes, cookies, oatmeal. I eat a lot of oatmeal, quick breads. Just anything I can put cinnamon in, I do. And I love it because I think it tastes delicious. It has a lot of great benefits. So I'm kind of like, why not? In fact, we use so much cinnamon at our house that I now have to buy it in bulk online, one pound at a time. So Believe me, it is easy to add more cinnamon to your diet. I am proof. All right, tip number six, 
Drink half your body weight in ounces of water a day. I think this one is really common, right? You probably have heard of this before, but you may not be doing it, okay? I want you to know that tea and smoothies, the water in your smoothies, count towards your goal. And that really helps me out, especially in winter. I do a lot of tea or a lot of hot water with lemon and a pinch of sea salt. And if you're not good at drinking water, I just want you to start by adding in a little bit more at a time, okay? Don't try to climb Mount Everest in one leap. Get the water in slowly. So my tips are get a water bottle that you like. I am a huge fan of a water bottle with a built-in straw. I honestly find that I drink so much water with that kind of a water bottle. You can add lemon or other fruit if you want to flavor it, but it's going to curb cravings, boost metabolism, make you feel satiated. It's really just a win, win, win. And your body is made of like, I can't remember the statistic off the top of my head, but it's like 70% water, right? So you really need that water to function. Okay. All right. Tip number seven, eating enough protein. When it comes to increasing your metabolism, protein is a key factor. I actually have an entire podcast on how much protein you actually need, which if you haven't listened to that podcast yet, I highly recommend that you go back and listen. I will be sure to link that episode in the show notes so you can find it easily. But when it comes to increasing your metabolism, maintaining and increasing your lean muscle mass is a critical factor. And what helps you maintain and increase your lean muscle mass is protein. This is because increasing your muscle mass will allow you to increase your basal metabolic rate, which is just a fancy way of saying the number of calories you burn while sitting, sleeping, watching TV or driving, okay, or even listening to this podcast, right? Because muscle tissue requires more energy than fat, increasing your muscle mass will increase that basal metabolic rate. In fact, Gradual loss of muscle mass due to aging, and for women, that's really anything after age 27 when it comes to muscle mass. I know that's horrible, but it's true. Is one of the reasons our metabolism slows down as we get older, okay? So adding protein to your diet and pairing it with fast and effective workouts like the ones in the Healthy Feminist course will help you increase your muscle mass, thereby enhancing your metabolism. Now, a question I get a lot is, Well, what if I'm not working out? What if I don't really have a lot of muscle, okay? Now, let's just say, for example, you weigh 175. If you weigh 175, really, no matter how much you weigh, that's just the example I'm using, your body needs a lot of muscle to move that body around, to sit up, to get up, to stand up, to get out of bed, to stand in the shower, right? To run around after your kids. You need a lot of muscle to do that, plus everything else you add on top of that, right? Like carrying your groceries or carrying your toddler, right? You need a lot of muscle just to be alive and move. So don't sell yourself short, even if you're not exercising three, four, five times a week, right? Everyone has muscle, even if you aren't exercising, okay? And the truth is, is that exercise is only going to account for 20% of your results. What you're eating is going to account for 80% of your results. You cannot out-exercise a bad diet. So even if you're not exercising, you need to focus on nutrition first. All right, tip number eight, get seven to nine hours of sleep. I know this is a hard one. I know we're busy. I know we have kids waking us up in the night, but this will boost your metabolism, okay? And one of the main ways it does this is by calming your stress hormone, cortisol, which let's be honest, most of us have a lot of that pumping through us throughout the day. 
So when you can reduce your cortisol levels while you're sleeping, you start to burn more body fat overnight and regulate your blood sugar. I will be doing an entire podcast episode on improving your sleep, so stay tuned for that. All right, tip number nine, empty your gut. Okay, so I said in the beginning that you should do a 12-12 overnight fast, but there's one more step to that that I want you to be thinking about, and that is you should stop eating two to three hours before bed, okay? This will give you the benefits of that overnight fast kind of on steroids. And here's the thing. If you don't go to bed on an empty stomach, your body will be spending a significant amount of time the first few hours you're sleeping digesting food as opposed to getting you in that deep REM sleep, okay? Your body won't have its blood sugar at a lower level, and so you won't be able to tap into your fat stores overnight as fuel. This is also known as gluconeogenesis. This is important for your metabolism and burning fat, but also it's just important for all the good things we want, improved gut health, better sleep, clearer skin, and more energy. Okay, and lastly, tip 10, and this is everyone's favorite tip, okay? One treat meal per week. This is actually going to help you boost your metabolism. If you eat healthy the majority of the time, eating a treat meal is going to actually boost your metabolism in the long run by boosting your leptin and ghrelin hormones. I know this sounds counterintuitive, but stick with me. Boosting these hormones tells your body that you have plenty of food and that it should increase your metabolism. The trick is, and this is not that hard to do because I think most people do this already. The trick is, is that your treat needs to be mostly carbs as opposed to fat and protein. But let's be honest, like if you're eating a treat, it's probably mostly carbs, right? Like any baked good, baked goods are a big go too for me, okay? Um, so you want it to be mostly carbs. Um, and this tells your body, look, we don't have a shortage of glycogen stores. It then boosts serotonin, leptin, ghrelin, keeps the thyroid functioning well. Long-term low-carb diets can be really bad on the thyroid, especially for women. And it keeps the microbiome healthy. So now that you know that treat meals aren't just about enjoying the foods you love, it's about scientifically increasing your metabolism so your body can function optimally, I want you to know that you should start planning your treat meal for this weekend. And just a side note, I'm saying treat meal, okay? Not treat day. Just wanted to clarify that for anyone wondering. All right, everyone, that is it for today. If you want to check out any of the resources I mentioned in today's podcast, just head on over to my website and have a wonderful day. I will talk to you all later. Hello, hello, healthy feminists. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure you head on over to iTunes to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And while you are there, I would be super grateful if you would leave me a five-star review so that together we can get this podcast into the ears of more smart, progressive, busy women. Lastly, if you want to get more content just like this, you can head on over to my website to get not one, but two free guides, my intermittent fasting starter kit, and my easy, healthy, and delicious smoothie guide with over 20 recipes. Just head on over to www.kirstendeescoaching.com and you can get both guides delivered to your inbox in a matter of moments. Now, before I go, I just wanted to say thank you so much for being here today and for taking a few moments 
to yourself because we all know that you deserve it. All right, talk to you next time.